Yes, yes, yes. Had to have a little hype intro for this right now. Welcome to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. I'm your host for today, Savvy Raw, here with hot words, hot topics, here on Blog Talk Radio. It's great to have everyone listening right now, wherever you are. The phone number here to call in today is 563 563- Nine 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 three seven four two. If you want to join the chat, because the topic for today is the maternal and material world. I also have Gigi, the storyteller, here with me. We just gonna be talking it up. I am here. I I am here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful topic, you know. So I'm doing very well, you know what? And today, you know, May tenth is my son's. Born day, so I'm extra excited about that. Awesome. So, yeah, it's it's that funny how boring. your topic, the maternal, mm-hmm. the maternal is excellent. So I'm here. Yeah, man. So my whole thing was like before, like I kind of lose sight of calendar holidays nowadays. Like unless it's like the major ones, you know what I mean. Like I kind of got out of it, so it's like I wasn't really even. I wasn't really thinking about Mother's Day as it was coming up, really, because I was already going through my own stuff. So, like, when I was coming up for the topic for this for this, um, for this this segment, like, it honestly just, like, fell in line because, you know, I've gone through, I go through my own experiences. You know, I'm a mother. 
I have a four-year-old right now, and it's like having a bunch of kids, I guess, whatever that feels like. I, I, you know, we'll get into it, of course. I got some stories to tell myself. But, like, what really made me want to talk about this today is because, you know, I feed off of what goes on in the world. I don't pay too much attention to um, the news or anything like that. I see headlines from here and there. But I can tell there's a lot of chaos going on, and I feel like a lot of people you know, want to be comforted, you know, want to be nurtured in a kind of way. And I relate that a lot to maternal energy outside of actual, like being a mother or having a mother. It's like everybody has a maternal instinct to them. They have maternal energy to them just for the simple fact that we all manifested from that space. Like we all have a mother. We all came from a woman. We all have maternal nurturing and nourishing instincts to us. And in times where it's, like, a lot of chaos going on and, like, shit's just all over the place, we don't know what to do, it's, like, sometimes we'll want to look for things that are in the world to give us comfort. And one thing that I've been learning just on my journey as a mother, like, sometimes it's not going to be out there. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not going to be, you know, people that's going to be there for you. Sometimes it's not going to be money. Sometimes it's not going to be resources. And it's, like, it's important to have a connection to what people may call God or higher source or higher power or something like that. And I also relate that to feminine energy and maternal energy as being a source. Like I said, like we all come from that source. So there has to be a higher beyond the physical source as well. And it's like when things aren't going right in the world, things seem to be chaotic in the world. You got to tune into something that's beyond it. And I feel like that comes from an internal place. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to. I'm gonna go ahead, Gigi. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I wanted to say was uh, one thing that I know uh, based upon what you were saying that um, it's a familiar place. You know, the womb. Uh, everyone's been there. <laughs> you know, so people, we need to get back to that and uh, address the feminine energy because it seems like. Uh, there's like you said about there's definitely uh, a shift in the universe and something going on and it, it certainly is and it seems like they're trying to boot out the feminine energy and I'm like I don't know so it's May it's 10th. like you know, it's like it's I feel like like over time my perspective has changed about like what the world is doing in terms of how we're like influenced by things especially like social media. <clears throat> And just how the news is and just, you know, public opinion and societal structures and stuff like that that are made to put standards on people. Like, all of that is crumbling and all of that is, like, coming to an end because people are wanting to feel more authentic in what they're doing. They want to be true to, you know, who they are. And, like, when the world is difficult because we get told who we are. You know what I mean? We get told who we need to be. You know, people are have aversions to who you are. They feel like you need to be a certain way. And it's like people are tired of that. You know what I'm saying? And in terms of lessons from the womb, one thing that I was thinking about was like, just from the experience of being pregnant myself, like, like I've had, I went through a lot of feelings. You know what I mean? And I remember, you know, feeling stuck, feeling isolated, feeling discomfort, feeling impatience, feeling uncertainty, like needing to take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? And those are basic principles that everybody, male, female, can relate to in the world whether or not you're a mother and I feel like that's where the connection comes in 
um, with the maternal world and material world, it's like you have those feelings of being stuck and isolated and uncomfortable and impatient and not knowing what's going to happen. And so, like I said, you would tune into your inner self and your intuition instead of looking for the world to solve your problems and stuff because it's the, it's the world and the people we deal with and the situations we find ourselves in that pose problems for us. So it's kind of, I've had to start to look at it as like, if I'm having problems in the world, I can't look to the world to solve my problems. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, and it's like the outside world is full of problems, uh, the material part of it and, you know, the part that we focus on and none of none of that is going to help us unless we return back to that uh, inward side of us. It's too too many puzzles out there, and we can never solve it. And also, it uh, attacks our mind. And then we have people who are suffering from mental illness. And let us say it is mental illness awareness this month, everybody. And uh, if you focus too much on what's going on with um, the wars and what's going on with uh, these perceived diseases and what's going on with your neighbor and what's going on with everything else that do not really, you know, really benefit you for your growth mentally or physically or spiritually, none whatsoever. So if we to turn back the time and just remember those sweet times when we were in that womb, that home, that world, that inner world. Right, right. And we in the house. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, that's like, you know, I understand like, like, me and my mom, we've definitely gone through it in times, you know what I mean? I understand that everybody has, you know, a mother or situations like that. And I, I feel like it can get misconstrued when you talk about you know, what it means to come from that womb space and what to learn from it. But it's like, man, like when I was pregnant with, with my son, right? Like I had, I was getting a whole lot of spiritual, having a whole lot of spiritual awakenings at the time. I was going through a lot of transformations and realizations. And one of the ones that stuck with me and kept coming to me was, you know, that when a child is born, you know, to, to a mother, to a father, to parents, that a child's not necessarily a, a possession, you know, it's not ours. It's like this child is divine, this child belongs to God, this child comes from source. It's not something that you need to lay claim to. It's like you do your best, you know, this is, this is what I'm getting. It's like you do your best as a mother to raise this human being, just like you were a human being being raised by another human being. So it's like to come from, to have the experience of, um, of, giving birth to a child and knowing that this child comes from a place that you also come from. I feel like we lose sight of that as we get older. You know what I'm saying? It's like we forget that we belong to a source that's beyond the physical world because at a point that's where we came from. You know, it's a very, I I believe it to be a very um, divine and supernatural process to even come into the world. You know what I'm saying? One minute there's no child and then there's a child. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where did that spirit come from? Where did the soul come from? We know the body came from the womb, but it's like, what makes us who we are? That's why I came up with this segment where spirituality meets reality, because beyond our physical body, we are a being. You know what I'm saying? We are an essence. We are an energy that manifested here before we even had a body. That same essence that, 
you know, makes your heartbeat is what you are, although you cannot see it. So it's like I give a lot of my time and respect to the unseen world of things because that's where we came from. We came from an unseen place. You're unseen for nine months before you're born. You know what I'm right, saying? Nobody right. knows what that process is. saying like you don't know what that process looks like. And in relation to life experiences, you don't know what a lot of your process is going to look like. You know what I mean? It might be, again, uncomfortable. It might be uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You feeling things you ain't never felt before. Like, that's life. Like, a, the, the, the journey of birth, pregnancy is a life lesson for everybody because we've all went through that process, although it's unconscious. We don't remember it. And I find that to be crazy, too. It's like we don't remember <laughs> those experiences. We right. don't really remember anything prior to age three, I would say, unless you're kind of special. You know, I don't remember anything prior to that age. You know what I'm saying? You don't remember that experience, but it's like you went through this this time where you're born into the world, you can't see, you can't hear, you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get older yeah. and you still experience it. You know? And it drops off. You know, I sometimes I, I fight with remembering, you know, what's the earliest, what's the earliest I remember. And, you know, I, all I remember is, you know, maybe four uh, you know, but past three, no. And then I have a photo of myself, and I was, uh, I believe, two. I don't do not remember sitting on nobody's pony. <laughs> but there's a photo showing me, well, you and your brother and your sister, you know, took these photos. But I don't remember that. But I do have a question for you because... Okay, both of us, we are living in the state of California, and right now, and neither one of us watches the news, but we get captions and some things come to our attention, and what's going on right now is just abortion thing, you know, they mm. want to, uh, the uh, role, they want to just strip it away, and you did mention that, you know, life and birth and, and the heartbeat. And so they're kind of arguing with that, and I don't want to get nowhere all into that, but just, I don't know. I believe the heartbeat, I think it's more than that, you know? So if they're basing upon the heartbeat, because we are energy, so I think yeah. that, you know, the men should stay out of it. That's, what, that's, my, that's my opinion. Um, the men should stay out of it. Because uh, it's the woman, the the womb, the woman's body, and um, what she decides to do with her body is, is that's her. And so that's I do want to lay that here on hot words, hot topics. So savvy session. <laughs> yeah, I um I I was actually it was month Mother's Day. I was at the nail shop with my mom and my son, and that was on the news. Like that was I'm like that's why I watch news. <laughs> It was because it was on the TV and that's what was going on. They were talking about the abortion laws and stuff like that. And my personal opinion is, you know, to be completely candid, when I first had, when I was, before I had a child, before I even was, I, I, first of all, I didn't, I was never the kind of woman, young woman to walk around saying I wanted kids in the first place. Like that wasn't ever really like a desire or something. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it'll happen one day. But I'm never, I was never the type to be like, oh my God, I want to be a mom. I can't wait. <laughs> that wasn't savvy experience. All right. <laughs> and so, but I did tell myself though, that 
in being responsible, if I was to have a child, I wouldn't abort. And, uh, and, and upon the time when I found out I was pregnant, that was the first thing that I thought in terms of a vow that I made to myself. You know what I mean? Only because, you know, maybe it was beyond me, that decision, because maybe it had to do more so with my son, you know, wanting to manifest here than it was with, with me, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. I, my personal belief is ultimately like it, it's, it's, it's your body. You know what I mean? Like, can't nobody tell you what to do <laughs> with your body. Like, it, Right, it, and it, they shouldn't. I, and I don't think it's, people, it's just crazy. I, it's like, it's, yeah. I don't really, I don't think people truly understand the, I think people know the risk of pregnancy and childbirth, but I don't think they get it unless you've gone through it. Where it's really, it truly is a, a it's a life, I don't want to say threatening, but it is a life-threatening kind of, situation like women lose their lives doing that you know and not even on right, a physical right. level or something was wrong medically or even on a mental level the effects that happen when you're with child or even knowing you're gonna have a child you know what I'm saying like that's, that's a lot that's a lot and you wouldn't know unless you have that experience so for someone male man to have a decision over something he'll never understand or experience that's the part where it's like you gotta you gotta get out of here with all that like you you don't know what that's like so to have try to have control over something you can't experience at all is foul so i feel like you should have a choice i honestly feel like you should have a choice to do that because you don't know how that's going to affect you um i've known i've had friends who've had miscarriages i've had friends who've had to abort you know what i'm saying and it's it's it, it there's been times where it wasn't pleasant you know what I'm saying? Mentally, right. you know, emotionally. And every woman has their own own story, and and no one, uh, not another woman, because you get those women who tend to be judgmental. Oh my God, you had an abortion, you know, and then you know, God forbid, you know, you you might have to, but everybody has their story. You can't be, um, you have to be in their shoes to understand and understand you know, why this decision had to come forth. And, and, and that's something that get on my nerves when another woman be so judgmental about that. And, you know, and then you have to fight I the men who will never understand. Used to be one of them? Mm-hmm. I, I used to be. And you I used to be. And I used to be. And I used to be. And I used to be. I'm glad I grew up mature because I didn't have no kids. I had never had no experience, but I sure did have opinions about what women should be doing with their children without even having experience. And I think that's fucking crazy too. Like if you don't have the experience, if you don't know nothing about it, then you need to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool, have your opinion. People gonna have opinions. People gonna talk. But it's like it's 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 um yeah, you don't know until you know. And then of course as soon as I started having my experiences, I started to think about um all the times where I used to talk shit, like, oh, man, look at these moms out here doing all this. They should have never, if they didn't want the baby, they should have never been doing it, blah, 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 blah. Like, man, look, <laughs> things happen. Just talking of opinion, make opinion. Right. You know, me right, right, as right, a right. mother, uh, you know, a young mother in my early 20s, I would say when uh, I was 22 when my son was born, as today, May 10th, his born day. And I was 22, and then I had another son, and I, I whew, 
I'm cleaning, cleaning, cleaning a house, and I really thought I was just whack as a mom, you know, because I would clean the house and go upstairs and come downstairs at 7 o'clock a.m., and, and the house is a wreck. And I saw another mother who had twins, and her house was wrecked like mine, and I felt like this womanhood of this is what they do. So you're, you're going to be okay, okay? All single mothers, I have to, like, give mad, mad props for women, single mothers. It's tough. It's tough. And, and I would hope that you would have, you know, someone that's in your tribe that can help because me as a single mother, it was rough. And I got some Gigi stories, and we're going to talk about it later on in the episode. Yes, you're listening to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed.
Yes, yes, yes. You heard what he said. Bad, Mama Jim. All mothers, all mothers, if you've given birth, if you've lost a child, if you consider yourself a mother figure, excellent. Everybody needs that nurturing and nourishment in their lives in some way, shape, or form, whether you get it from someone else or you know how to do it yourself. You're listening to Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Listen, the phone number to call in here is 563-999-3742 if you want to join the chat. We're talking about the maternal and material world. I'm your host, Gabby Raw. I'm here with Gigi, the storyteller. All right, we've been talking about, we've, we've talked about abortion. We've talked about the relationship between, or the, the relation between, you know, giving birth, the birth experience, and how that relates to how we live in the world. Um, Gigi asked me a question. She, she said, what's the, what scares me most, what scares me about being a mother? And I think, I, I, I don't think I'm alone with this one. Whereas you don't know what your child's going to experience in the world. And you don't know how you're going to prepare them for that. Like, there's going to be things that, that are going to happen with my child in the world that, you know, I'm not going to have no control over. You know what I'm saying? So that it, I'm more, I've been more accepting to that reality, more so than scared, you know. But it, it, it's helped me to prepare myself in a way to, to go through my own, when I go through my own thing, you know, to, of course, keep one, keep spirit first one, keep God first, keep higher power number one, because this world is going to put you through some shit, <laughs> you know, and there's going to be these things that my son goes through that I won't, won't even understand, you know, and that that's like, it can be scary, that could be, you know, intimidating, but it's like, you have to prepare yourself as a parent, um, in, in, the, in the way you handle life and they're going to look at that you know you're going to have to be able to explain things to the, to your child through your own experience and how you conquer things you know what I'm saying um, and not letting him get down on himself um, I'll bounce right. back like well, what was your experience well, what, what, what made you most apprehensive or scared you about motherhood what made me scared about motherhood, first of all, oh, that my mother would find out. <laughs> that was the first thing. But, you know, I have always been, like, a maternal person since, like, age 10. So myself being a mother, because I had all changed diapers from nephews and nieces, because I have a lot of older siblings. So I had that experience. Uh, childbirth was hella scary. And um, I do remember, you know, because I was in uh, the Christian faith, and, honey, I did pray. I prayed to God up above <laughs> that, I, you know, I know childbirth is, you know, is, is painful. But what I prayed was that that I would get through it, that it wouldn't be, you know, so just, you know, can I have like not, not so much pain because in the Bible, it do say that you shall bear child and it's you shall have pain. And I'm like, I get that, but respectfully, can it not be that? And I do have to say when my oldest son came out, yes, he just, 
He came sliding out. He came sliding out so good. <laughs> From the womb, he almost hit the floor. His little arm was hanging on to the gurney. But, yeah, but, and you know what? That prayer uh, was came back to me, and I didn't. It was, at first, yeah, I felt that pain, but that pushing out part and, oh, one more push, Misty Meal. You know, I did not experience that with my first son, but my second son, yes. You know, he, I think, I truly believe that he knew something that I had not known at the time, but I know now he did not want to come outside of his womb, his world. He fought and fought to stay in. He did not want to come out. And fast forward, mm-hmm. I know what that was all about, child. Mm. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the. I feel like there's like I feel like there's significance to the ways that we come into the world. You know what I mean? Like everything. You know that's that's with me personal belief. Like there's a significance to where you were. You know who. You know how your birth happened. You know, like there's always significance to each of us. Like even if you think back or even have the ability to, to communicate with, you know, your relatives about what things were like around the time that you were born, like it could lead into understanding the path that you're on in a way and why things are the way that they are. Like my son, like for instance, like my son, it was, I, I was definitely, my experience, I wanted to talk about this later, but we can get into it now. Because <laughs> um, I've never shared really like my birth experience. I've talked about it on Instagram like a couple times. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram. She calls me Savvy. Also follow Hot Words, Hot Topics with a Z. Um, but uh, I was like, I'm like first generation in my family to not have my child in the hospital. And that was a decision that I, I made prior to, I, like I knew I didn't want to have my child in the hospital because of things that I had heard, especially regarding black women, you know, and how we're treated in the hospital like and there was something I saw um some months ago the meme and it was like police are to black men what doctors are to black women mm. and I was like that should be true <laughs> like we go through a lot you know what I mean in terms of like not believing our own body who was I think it was a Serena was it Serena Williams something happened she had had some operation and if she didn't she was telling the doctors what she needed and they were trying to tell her no and she was really advocating for herself and had she not you know, gone through what she knew was right for her body, she could have not been here. Or the situation, it was something like that. That story has to be out there somewhere. But it's like, I feel like as women, especially when we're pregnant, there is some kind of, there is a divine knowing, intuitive knowing that we have when it comes to what we need. You know, like when it, like you think typically the cravings that we get <clears throat> or things that we may, we may want, but you know, it, it, it may not make sense to certain people but it doesn't have to because I feel like it's it's coming from a sacred divine place. It's the child communicating what it needs to develop. Like, so for myself, I'm like, okay, look, I'm not trying to be in no hospital. Like I want to be in a comfortable setting. So my situation was I, um, I had a home birth. It was supposed to be a water birth. We didn't even get time to set up the tub because my son was coming in so fast. He was ready to come out here. Like, and if oh, anybody he coming in hot. Son, he's, <laughs> He is on a hundred all the time. Like he is true to the way he came into this world. Like I'm ready. I'm out here. Let's go. So you know, I gave birth in the bathtub of my residence, and that was first generation for me. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody had ever done that. And people would ask me like, "Were you scared? Like, weren't you scared something was gonna go wrong?" I'm like, "No," because I had this trust. Like 
I was completely cool. Like, I had this trust that this is what I'm going to do. Like, I kept telling myself and, you know, my son, when he was in the womb, like, look, we just going to go through this together. Like, we here. Let's just make this happen. Like, I, I really had to put trust in my spirit and the decisions that I was making um, during that time. And, you know, I don't have any regrets. Um, but I have a question for you, Gigi. All right. Um, when you... <laughs> When you uh, when you found out that you were going to become a mother, like how did that affect what you were already doing in life? Like, did you was it a hard transition for you to go from mother from not being a mother to being a mother? Well, when I found out that I was a mother, it was kind of you know complicated. Oh, my goodness. People want to call into the show, but they're calling in on the wrong line. I do apologize, everybody in Radio Land. But um, it was difficult for me because, yeah, people call on my my cell, everyone that's listening right now. You have no idea how many people do that. But my complication was my my son's father. We had, like, just broke up. We broke up, you know. And then I found I was pregnant. I was like, I went to me and my friend. She drove me to the clinic so I could take the test. And, boy, I don't know. You know, we had just broke up. and, And, you know, I'm faced with motherhood being single, you know, without the dad. And we're talking about the early 80s here. And when... I called after, you know, they told me the results was in. So I called, and then they was like, you know, you know, it was positive. And then, you know, I think I went into shock, and then I was trying to uh, uh, remember, wait, positive, because I'm, I can hear her talking, but I kind of warped into into some type of something. You know, I was in shock. I know I was. And I was trying to figure out, wait a minute, does positive mean positive I'm not pregnant or positive that I am pregnant? And when I found out that I was pregnant, um, hmm, I'm trying to think what was my first thing. It was the complicated part about not being with um, his father at the time because we had just broke up. But I was excited, and luckily at the time, I was living with my, my one of my older uh, sisters, which was great, and she helped me, and um, my other sister who had transitioned, she helped me a lot, so I did have the support that I need, and plus, you know, I was in the church at the time, and generally, they frowned upon that thing, but, you know, they was okay. So it was all kinds of scary, but I was looking forward to it. So I was excited about it, you know, having, and I wanted a son. I knew I was going to have a son. And at the time, I only wanted one, but I ended up with two, and that's fine, too. You know, I'm not going to turn it down. (laughs) So I have sons and and grandsons, and um, I'm happy they're out of state, but, you know, they're here they exist. A part of my DNA is all up through their bodies and whatnot and the ancestors of their people. And I'd be fine with that. So it's all good for me being a mother and a grandmother. So mm-hmm. it opens me up to uh, put that maternal 
all over to, you know, other people. You know, there's a lot of people who, like, they call me when stuff goes wrong. Mama G, Mama G. And a lot of times, like a lot of mothers, you know, we do not hear from our children, but let something, you know, jumping off. Oh, they calling mama for real. So I, I get a lot of that. Right. So I just take my, my place and, you know, I'm a young 62 and that maternal, you know, is all over me. And just having that maternal instinct about about people and, you know, I don't I don't even have to like really talk to you or conversate with you but I'm all sparks when it comes to that maternal I'll tell you savvy child so yes y'all what else you got savvy sessions <laughs> from the maternal and material world listen if y'all are calling in call 563-999-3742 and we'll tap you in to join the chat alright listen <clears throat> when I my transition has been interesting like I feel like I'm, I, it's like my son's only four right and it's just like I feel like I'm constantly I'm constantly being taught as to why I even became a mother you know what I mean like I said I didn't necessarily have that maternal kind of instinct I didn't grow up around a lot of kids it was always just me and my brother I didn't have smaller siblings I didn't have a lot of cousins so it's like I, I didn't I wasn't around babies like so I didn't never get a baby fever so it's just like this journey to me, I feel like, has opened me up to how to be more maternal, even to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and understanding the concept of having an inner child while I'm raising a child. Like, that's happened um, during my journey as well. Um, constant transformation. You know, I was at a point where... I was doing a lot for myself, you know, that freedom. I feel like I miss sometimes just being honest. Like, motherhood's not always fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was in a, at a point, I felt like I was honestly, like, taken or robbed from an experience that I wanted to have. And I had to shift my perspective that, you know, my son is here for something, too. And I have to remind myself of that constantly because I'll be feeling bad. Like, that guilt comes in real heavy sometimes. I know I'm not the only mother or woman or even fathers probably experience it too where it's like you feel like you're obligated um and indebted to this life and you got to give up your own like i would hear so many people say oh your life is over when you have a baby and i hate that shit bingo, like, I bingo. Hate that. <laughs> that's what i, I, I you know what when, when they say that but Go i ahead. said that i said that when in my in my um mid-20s late you know, 27, I used to tell my young nieces and, you know, I changed their little diapers when they was growing up and whatnot. And I would tell them, I said, if you're going to be a good mother <laughs> and you're going to have a child, I said, that's when uh, your life will be on pause because it's all about them. If you're going to be a good mother. For real, because my oh, mother was a homemaker mother, so I had 24-7 of her, so it was great. <laughs> right, so that's, that's what I've been now. Like, I've been, you know, taking care of my son at home, and it's like, you know, you sometimes you feel like your whole life is over, and it's like, that's not that guilt that you feel sometimes is not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I got to change my perspective and 
and constantly to, to knowing that he's here for something too and that it's going to help elevate me and it's helping me grow as a woman and, and like I said nurture knowing how to nurture and take care of myself and self-care and we're going to talk about that next we're going to get into more feminine energy and maternal energy that we all have right here on Hot Words Hot Topics Savvy Sessions y'all stay tuned
Yes, you dropped yes, a bomb yes. on me. <laughs> you know, I was grooving. Yes, I'm yes. sorry, everybody. This is Gigi, the storyteller <laughs> here on Savvy Sessions. And where she at on the other end of the town, we're grooving to the music because it has a message. You yes, got the bomb definitely. on me. I'm telling you. And, it's your uh, savvy your test results is positive. You are a mother. <laughs> That's the bomb right there. Right. Definitely. I, I, I see we have some listeners, definitely have some listeners out there. Shout out to everybody that's listening here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. I, I, thank you, Gigi, again, for uh, opening up this platform um, and having me here as long, uh, along with the other hosts. I'm sure we're all grateful for this. You know, Shout out to Gigi one time. All right. But um, for all the oh, listeners you. out there, we had a we had yes, man, yes. We had a question um in in regards to motherhood and it was what what um is the most difficult thing about being a mother and what's the best thing and I'll start um the most difficult thing at this point because I keep telling myself it's going to be some challenges at every point because it, it just has to be that's the way of life but at this point the most mm. difficult thing is on um, balance um and giving myself nourishing time giving myself time because it's definitely difficult um you just be on go. Like, I know I be on go with my son, like, making sure he's straight, making sure he has everything he needs. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, I be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always moving in the house, like, trying to clean something up, like, make sure everything's straightened up. Like, he want to eat, he want to do this. And I have a very active child. I feel like it depends on the temperament of your child, too. And my child's temperament is attention, 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 always want to do something. So it's it's the difficult part is making sure I give myself time and not get so um, – caught up in wanting to do too much because you know, it's easy like and it's like because you love your child like you're gonna do that you know but you start to get drained you start to feel overwhelmed you know you start to feel burnt out and I've dealt with that for, for the majority for a lot of the, my experience as a mother I was I was a single mother whereas I had primary care for my son and so for some for a couple years like I was the primary caretaker and so I didn't get no breaks. Like, what no breaks? Mm-hmm. Like, luckily I've had I've had the help with of my mother, but I don't have a lot of family around. I don't have a lot of friends around. You know what I'm saying? To take that off my hands, and so it left me to kind of be a mother and also try to sustain and provide for myself. And that's very, very, very difficult, or it was very difficult for me. So um, having that time for myself, even if it's just taking baths, sitting in my car to smoke. Um, <laughs> reading, going to the movie, like just like something smart, just something like helps a lot. And then the best thing to me is um, watching the personality develop of my child, like and watch him become his own. Because I know, like at a time, like sometimes I'll be like, "Why you act like that? Like you act like me?" Or how come I'll feel some type of way when he's not like me? Like because his temperament's a lot different than mine. But it it it, it um, makes me happy to know that he's growing into his own person. And it's going to be like this as he gets older. And, like, that makes me excited um, to know that he's going to have his own personality and way of being. And it's up to me. I have the responsibility to nourish that and make sure he don't lose that. Because, again, part of the topic of this discussion is getting lost in the world and losing. That's what I want to talk about later, losing your identity to the way the world wants to conform you. And it's my intention to make sure my son keeps his keeps his soul, keeps his heart, and doesn't get caught up in how this world wants him to be or tell him who he's not, et cetera, et cetera. But I'll let, I'll let you chime in on that too, Gigi. Go ahead. Well, you know, 
the the difficult thing about being a mother for me uh, it is uh, when I was a single mother, I had no help whatsoever, none. By the time mm-hmm. my oldest son was born, my mother was ill, and she was unable to take care of a child. And she had been a babysitter, watching all kind of children, grandchildren, and other people's children for years. And I aided it, her with that, helped her with that. But by the time this time, you know, she wasn't, I asked her, I'm like, Mom, are you able to do this? And she was like, she told me truth, truth. And she was like, no. And I respected that. And I did not have any help. And after when my son was born and my other son was born and I'm working at a job and it was very difficult. That was the difficult part. My ex-husband, he did not help me none whatsoever. And I really thought that he, um, I don't know, was just trying to get me to be at my end, 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 end so he can get the boys. And, you know, that's ultimately what happened. And that is the most difficult part of my life. And that's like the the major trauma part of my life that I had to um, live with. And I also had to come to the understanding of what we discussed at the top of the show that we give birth to them. We don't own them. And I had to be really fine with that, knowing that I did a good thing, bringing two beautiful beings into this world. And I hope that they make a difference in this world. And and they did, you know, so Mm -hmm. I just had to be fine with that. That's the difficult part. (laughs) Phew, Mm -hmm. highly difficult. But the best thing is is that knowing that they're here, they here, they are here, and they made it here, and they they are a part of me, and they are a part of their father and their grandparents and all the grandparents before them. So they are here making a difference in this world. So that's the best thing right there, you know. Especially when people talk stupid stuff to me on another particular topic, which I do not want to bring up right now. And um, I just look at them. I'm like, I am a mother. You know, they look at my orientation. They talk stupid stuff. And I'm like, I'm a mother and a grandmother. And I am so happy with that. So that's the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I say. Here on Savage Sessions. <laughs> Knowing that they are here and exist. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and so while we exist, you know, like like back to let's get forward back into uh, the material world, the physical. When I say the material world, I'm talking about the physical world. I'm talking about how we experience um, the world outside. You know what I'm saying? Um, the relationships, mm-hmm. jobs, uh, careers, just basic life experiences, and um, one thing I wanted to talk about just in relation to the question, thank you for that um, question to, to, um, to you who are lit, who's listening or those who are listening. And if you have, again, the phone number is five, six, three, nine, 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 three, seven, four, two, um, press one and we'll chime you in or leave comments online and we'll get to you. Um, but I wanted to talk about how to nurture and nourish yourself in this world of this race and chase, you know, for fulfillment and accomplishment. Um, and how to detach because that's something that I'm, I'm learning myself. Um, and I feel like just personally, it, it, when I think metaphysically, um, when I think about the birth process and I think of cutting of the umbilical cord, right, 
Like that's that initial separation from what you know to be your source, which is, you know, your mother. So you get that initial separation, cut the cord, that's it. And I feel like we have that same kind of experience or we have to develop that same kind of experience with the world where we have to detach sometimes. And in or and the reason why we do that is so that we don't get caught up in the into the, like the corrupt systems that we face and like get caught up in capitalism and overworking ourselves and feeling like we have to be on the chase for things. We don't have a lot of us don't have or are far removed from our intuitive nature. You know what I mean? And in having guidance from within instead of allowing the world to tell us when to do something, how to do something, where to do something, especially if you're in the working world, you know, like working nine to five. I worked two jobs at one point. You know what I'm saying? Going back and forth to jobs and stuff like that um, just to sustain myself. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to work. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to, you know, have business for yourself or whatever, but it's important to know your pace. And that's part of feminine energy. You know what I mean? It's part of cultivating feminine energy is knowing your, your pace and knowing when to rest and to how to tune into your intuition to receive guidance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, organizing your priorities to initiate actions and paying attention to details because when we're moving fast, um, we miss details. You know what I mean? When we're moving fast, it's easy for us to... My belief is when we're moving fast, sometimes in the world, we're trying to get things done, hurry, hurry, hurry. Like we meet obstacles and challenges quicker than what we would if we were slowing down. Like, because it's inevitable that we're going to face certain things in life. It's inevitable we're going to have challenges and obstacles. But when we rush and when we're trying to compete with other people, it's like we hit walls sometimes or we meet or roadblocks and stuff like that that are going to be there. But because we weren't slowing down, we didn't receive enough guidance and direction to handle those obstacles better. So once those obstacles get here, we were like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. Excuse me, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, we don't know what to do. It's like, I don't know what to do. But it's like, during that time, like, you're trying to rush and hurry up and do stuff. But it's like, sometimes you just need to slow down, you know? And that's one thing I'm learning, even with just being a mom and being around the house. Like, I just need to slow down and breathe for a second. Like, breathing techniques mm-hmm. are very important to me. And you know what, You know what I'm saying? Is, and, you know, mm-hmm. when you think about the baby in the womb, they chill, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part. Some of them get their little movement and they do a little bit much, but... They're moving they in this water. They're comfortable. They're warm. And just just motion, just cool and just flowing. You know, and that's something that we learn early. We learn early and then mm-hmm. we come out here. Phew, it's like a country person going to New York for the first time. It's like over here, over here, over here. Do this, do that. Go here, do this. And it's like late at night and go party. And yeah, just overstimulation you're right mm-hmm. so it's like it's, it's like overstimulation. It's stimulation. you in the womb and it's just like you, when you're in the womb, it's first of all it's like you're in the dark let's start there <laughs> yes. so it's like in and relation it's cool. to, we're, right it's, and it's cool like you in the dark you're chilling and you're breathing you're alive you're still alive still alive in the dark you still arrive so it's like when you're in the world you feel like you're in darkness like go back you survived for nine months in darkness you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying so it's like yeah you going through dark things when you're going through something dark now in the world experiencing relationships again work career whatever fall back onto your where you came from in source where it's like you were in a dark place before you were able to breathe you know what i'm saying so long go back to basics so long as i'm nourished 
you know, I can take care of myself. I got food, you know what I'm saying? I got water. You were in water. Water, you know what I'm saying? Water okay. element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, like it's, it's you, the basics, it goes back to your basic necessities and self-care. And it seems silly sometimes because it's like we have obligations. We have um, bills we got to pay. You know, we got people, we, we got people who are dependent on us, be it older family members or children. And so it seems silly sometimes to just, if someone tells you, okay, all you got to do is just sit and rest, or all you got to do is just do this. It's like, well, I don't want to do that because I have bigger problems. But it's like, man, look, <laughs> and I'm, I'm do this too. I do it myself. I go through it myself. It's like, you just, it's as silly as it might be. It might not seem like it's helping, but to calm your mind down, to calm your nervous system down, it really just takes just a second to just breathe, do some intentional breathing intentional just five deep breaths and just calm yourself down you know what i'm saying because i myself i struggle with overthinking i'm an overthinker (laughs) and then i think about the fact that i'm overthinking (laughs) and one thing that i found with practicing breathing is when you're consciously breathing you're not thinking about anything the only thing you're thinking about is breathing so when you're having heavy thoughts and your mind is racing breathe intentionally and maybe this might not work mm-hmm. for everybody. This is just my piece of advice from Savvy on Savvy Sessions for Spirituality Meets Reality. My personal That's advice, good when advice. you are heavy... And you know, talking, because the, the outside world is hectic, hectic. And that's absolutely the right thing to do, that breathing. So I'm glad that you are saying it again because people think it's, it's uh, simple or it's insignificant, but it is a part of... The maternal, you feel me? Because exactly right. It's that, yeah, it's a part of the maternal because we are breathing, and breathing is life, right? So that's, that's why all you, I really gotta disdain. <laughs> what, what was that? No, I'm saying that's all you could do in the middle of, of giving birth to a baby. I remember saying it in, in the middle of me giving birth in labor. I'm like, look, I just want to break. I don't want to do this right now. They're like, what you mean you don't want to do this right now? This baby is coming. You better just breathe and let it happen. Like, <laughs> so it's like, even in, that's what I'm saying. Like, this all relates to that maternal instinct. Breathing, like, that's the only way. <laughs> you have to breathe. They tell you, take the, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I didn't do none of that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who actually breathes like that. No, you know, birth, that's, but. you know, those are stories, fairy tales. <laughs> those, are, those are people trying to make money off of motherhood, right? Yeah. You know, they write Please. these books, Dr. Spock from way back in the day and all these people after him and they're telling you to do. <laughs> oh, no, that's honey. <laughs> I do not. I, I know my, my grandmother did not do that, <laughs> you know. Boy, people are just trying to make a bug. They make them, you know, they're making a bug out of life, and they're making a bug out of death, and it's all about that money and and everything here, you know. So again, return to this wonderful state of the energy, the energy of the feminine energy, and the energy of the masculine energy. Brothers, don't think we are forgetting about you because without you, hey, we need that seed planted on the flower to get the baby. <laughs> I'm just yeah, well, we're talking, I'm just feeling yeah, good well, about this. 
thank you. Yeah, I think I appreciate I appreciate all the input. I appreciate everyone listening. Um, yeah, like when we're talking about feminine energy, we're talking about men too. Like we all we all encompass all this kind of energy. Women have uh, yeah, because they have energy. part of it too. So you know, it's super awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, if it had to carry mm-hmm. over, because we all know most y'all okay don't play with us. <laughs> But the the men also have the feminine energy, so that's that really do say a lot about that. So it's mm-hmm. like like you can't that and then not have it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we all came from a woman, we all came from a womb, so we all gonna have the energy that that encompasses that, which is what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about nurturing and nourishment and all that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. so, and, you and know. the intuition and the knowing you know all this mm-hmm. high vibrational stuff right it's, it's not like you're you're feminine and then you go into some orientation honey all y'all is not that it's just that it's just a, 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 a the power right the power of that feminine energy and then when it's transcend to the the masculine as well so uh we should do better we should be doing much better than what we're doing you know to have all that strength from inside so but you know i think it just we get tackled with what's going on 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 this material plane you know just being caught up in and involved and getting out of focus and you know, allowing these things to uh, trip us up so we don't know what is our next step. And, you know, so it leads into a lot of other things. And, again, not focus on that high vibrational energy of the womb of the woman, of the femininity, so show. Yeah, I feel so like it's just emotion- emotional like the emotions part of things, you know, like we talk about, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about women being emotional, like intuition or uh, divine femininity having a lot to do with emotional awareness <clears throat> and emotional regulation. And when we're moving in the world, you know, and too in tuned or attached to the world, like we're not really tuning into that internal emotional process. Sometimes we don't care about, sometimes we'll know we're feeling something and we'll ignore it, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, I got about that life savvy. No more. You know? Mm-mm. I'm going to listen. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's, I have learned, um, honey. We invite all y'all when when, when that... Listen, it, you, you're you going to come out better on top. And you don't have to worry, you know? Those external material things that's negative, you know? Listen, mm-hmm. yes. that's the best it's advice a, that you can get here. Emotional world. You have to be able to tune in to um, how you feel about things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and part of cultivating intuition for me personally is honoring what I feel. Like, even if it's a negative emotion, even if it's what people call low vibrational emotions, like, you have to feel through that process. And, you know, part of motherhood mm-hmm. is having to feel through that process. Like, man, you know what I mean? Times like you feel angry, you feel sad, you feel depressed. And it's just like you have to work through that. You don't want to repress it or suppress it or ignore it. It's just a matter of facing it and identifying it for what it is. And for a lot of women mm-hmm. and men, when it comes to um, emotional awareness, we don't like to face those low vibrational emo- uh, emotions because of how they feel. But that's that's the whole point is to feel the emotion. 
And it's like if you're going to ignore mm-hmm. the emotion, then it's kind of going to build you, up. Do you think so that you, when you're feeling like that, do you do you think that your son picks up on on some of that when mommy is not feeling her high best? Um, so do you think oh, that, yeah, that carries over? Definitely. I had to stop, though, because it was kind of driving me crazy to know that that's possible. And I remember talking to some, I don't remember who it was I was talking to. Like, it was probably when my son was, like, maybe a little over one. But I had been put on to that information that, you know, children can pick up on your emotional state. And I was in a very messed up place emotionally. Like, I was going through it. Like, postpartum for me emotionally was a lot. Like, that transition was heavy for me. And, like, to to know that it's possible for your child to pick up on your feelings, I was trying to hide the way that I was feeling you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want my child, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, empathy. Like, I know you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, D.D., like, and being an empath yes. and, and being able to pick up how people yeah. feel. I'm like, I don't want my son feeling like how I feel right now. So it's like I try to, like, hide it. But it's like I feel like when you get to a point where you understand what an emotion is, you can communicate that. So my son is actually very, very, very great at communicating emotions. And it's helped mm-hmm. me to be patient in my own because he's able to identify it himself now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, you know, I definitely, I definitely believe that to be true, um, that you can pick up on emotions, that your children can pick up on how you feel. Children are very smart. You know what I mean? Um, because oh, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they're still fresh. They still got that. Right. Ooh, they got intuition. They feel things. They know things. You know, we're the mm-hmm. ones that get older and we get lost in this material world and we lose a lot of that. So I'm glad I'm at this uh, older stage in my life, you know, still young at heart. But you know what? I'm 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 a child that that spiritual part of me still lives. This is Savvy Sessions and I'm here talking with Savvy. This is Gigi the Storyteller. Y'all stay tuned.
And we are back with Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. This is your host, Savvy Raw, here with Gigi, the storyteller. We got a few telling more minutes stories. here. <laughs> yeah, telling stories. We're talking about the maternal and material world. We've had a, this has been a great discussion. All right, shout out to all the listeners. Um, 563-999-3742 is the number if you still want to call in. we got a few minutes left here on the live discussion. Um, when we, when, uh, before we cut, we were talking, Gigi was talking about um, having a childlike spirit, you know, keeping keeping a childlike spirit um, in this world that, you know, crushes it, you know, crushes it with seriousness and standards and ideals and what is, what is the word I'm looking for? Stigmas, we get caught up in stigmas and things like that, um, and how to be men, how to be women, how to have relationships, how to work, how to do, how, how, how. Everybody has the answer to how to, how to. Um, and I feel like sometimes we get out of touch with just being free and in a, in a, in a being childlike. You know, we're talking about um, maternal energy. We're talking about birth process. We're talking about children. And uh, so, Gigi, I want to ask you a question, like, how do you stay in tune with your childlike self in this world, or how have you cultivated a relationship with it? Well, you know, I, I, I would have to sit here and think, how did I ever, because this world is very cruel, and I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's luck. I think it's just in me. I, I, I know that it's natural for me to be the way that I am, I look at other people for years who are the same age as me, and they just seem so old and so mature. And and me, I'll start dancing in the middle of a street in a minute. I'll be at the grocery store singing a tune, dancing, you know, and I'm just lucky. I don't know if you if it's luck or if it's just in me to do that. It's natural, I can say that, for me to be the way that I am. And it seems like I'm constantly in the company of people who are like 10, 20 years younger than me, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how I, I, I'm, I relate to them on some type of level. And then, you know, and then I hit that maternal where – no, <laughs> we're not peers. Let's not get it twisted. So I don't know. It's just natural. I would have to just say that. It's very natural natural for me to be this way. And I do remember for all those years that I had wanted to be like that. You know, I think about uh, my older siblings. I'm like, wow, when they was 45, you know, I was thinking they were just, you know, grown, 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 grown. And, and when I was 45... <laughs> Not so much, you know. I was a club promoter and doing all kind of stuff, ripping and running the streets still, um, for the most part. And still, uh, that free spirit, you know, that creativity, and and not having any boundaries. That's that's what being a child is. So I just, you know, embrace. You have to embrace the childlike spirit in yourself, and then you have to be able to not be so concerned about the external, the material world, or what people would think about you if you just 
start dancing in the middle of the street, you know. But a lot of people, they they don't do that and they can't do that because they they put too much concern on what other people think of them, and and I don't. I do what makes me happy. I I do things that's fun to do, and I just try to incorporate that into uh, for other people so they could see that it's possible that you can, you know, pay the bills and, and do all that, whatever, but still, you know, have some fun in your life. Uh, you know, I think if you're living this life and you're not having fun doing it, and then something is definitely wrong, for real. So mm-hmm. that is my child life. Yeah, it's, I, I believe like a lot, a lot of us, because I've had to, I've intentionally. What's crazy is like before I had my son, like I was really, I was getting information about inner child healing. So there might be if anybody's uh, anybody's been familiar with that, those listening right now, or Gigi, if you've heard of it before, it's like the process of going through inner child healing, where it's like, you know, the things we experienced uh, growing up from parents or caregivers, siblings. You know, we we all experience some level of trauma, something that, you know, caused us to have apprehensive or apprehensions about relationships or how to deal with people and, you know, again, with the repressing of emotion, all right? Like, it's one thing. I also, just to let you all know, I have a, a YouTube channel. It's called Savvy Vision, just spelled as is, S-A-V-V-Y-V-I-S-I-O-N. And um, I talked about before on there how, we um when we come up as children a lot of us and it's generational it's nothing to blame i'm at a point where i'm not blaming even you know my parents or caretakers or stuff about how they treated me because they were treated a certain way that led to their behaviors and i feel like each of us have the behaviors that we have because of things that have happened and a lot of it is can be traumatic when it comes to emotions because you know for men typically we hear that they shouldn't express any emotions so you want to talk about having a disconnect from, like, divine femininity or intuition. It has to do with a disconnect from your emotions. And so if you gr- you're growing up told, being told not to cry, not to show no attitude, I feel like more so for young girls, if you got a little attitude, stop having an attitude. And what's crazy is, you know, when we're young adolescents going through puberty and, you know, having those little attitudes, we don't know what's going on with us. You know, it's not something that, especially if you go through public education, we're not really taught how to deal with these things. We're just given information. You know what I'm saying? We're not taught how to how to be aware of our emotions. We're not taught how to set boundaries with people. You know what I mean? It's something that you really have to learn along the way in life. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, the information isn't out there more openly. Or I feel like a lot of people are talking about it now, especially with mental health <clears throat> I feel like emotional healing goes in tandem with mental health. Um, but as far as being children and losing that that um, childlike aspect has a lot to do with emotional suppression. You know what I mean? Like being told that you can't do certain things or you shouldn't, certain, uh, shouldn't be a certain way or it's time to grow up. You don't need to be like that no more. I feel like that happens to a lot of people as why they don't connect to that part of them that still exists. And so for myself, like, like I said before, having my son, I was coming into the information about how to just reconnect and just do little things that remind me of, of what being a child was like, you know, getting back into things that I stopped doing because I felt like I was too old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wear, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't like, walk around of, with those. Like, what? What are some of the things you feel like at your age 
something that you shouldn't wear or a place that you should not go or something that you should not do, you know? What? Like me, like, I still, buy, I still buy toys, like, every once in a while. Like, every once in a while, like, I'll buy little things that remind me of certain, like, I, I went through a, a period where I was doing that, like, where I buy, like, little dolls and stuff like that. Because I'm like, you know, like, I still, there's a part of me that still is like, oh, that's cute. And it's like, I don't have a daughter. You know what I mean? It's like I have nieces, but it's like there's still a part of me that enjoys certain things. Like even if it's watching cartoons, you like doing, you know, having little playful fights and little stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff that kids do. Like and even if you don't have children, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a you part know of what that I'm thinking now is again mm-hmm. that womb, that safe place, being a, a child and, and childlike, not childish, y'all. There's a difference. <laughs> Being childlike, it's it's. I'm thinking. I see that it's a, a safe space for you, and and many people like you because I think that's for me too. You know, to be safe, to be in that that child, you know, to do uh, fun things and to um, you know just explore, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and be free. That's that's. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> like there's all types of stuff that you can do and I'm, I'm talking to people that's listening that may be interested and they may have never heard this before like you can you know what I mean there's, there, there's so many different ways like it, email me you know, my email is, is why she's so savvy alright the letter why she's so savvy if y'all want want tips and tidbits on how to cultivate relationships with your inner child and inner self then let me know because that's something that I took to heart at a point in time and I feel like everybody could, could benefit from that especially in the world Especially nowadays, what we've gone through in the last few years, people need to laugh. Laughter. <laughs> Laughter heals. It is a medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people say that, we know it. But it's important to not lose um, sight of humor. And like like mm-hmm. Judy said, there's a difference between being childish <laughs> and being childlike. Childish. <laughs> childish behavior you know i'm man look i'm a i'm a healer i heal you know what i'm saying that's what i do i'm aware of my childish ways of course and again it, it comes just from looks like you have a lot of fun when i when i sometimes i when i am on instagram after posting things mm-hmm. for for the show and I'll, I'll catch a picture here or there and you look like you're just having a fun with it fun with your son fun with your man and, and fun with, with life, you know, being that free spirit. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah, like, thanks. wow, look at her. Thanks. And you're just, your arms are wide open. Wide I open. Like, I... let the world begin. So I I really love that. Definitely, it's necessary. Like I, like I said, it's something that's it's a practice. It's something that I intentionally do, you know what I mean, to keep my mind from drifting into this world and feeling, uh, what's the word, consumed by consumerism mm-hmm. and needing to be on the chase. And like, There's nothing wrong with having goals. Like, it's nothing wrong with having goals and aspirations, but it's like, man, like, if, it's, if you can't have fun, if you can't laugh, then, you know, you're on a path that's that's been influenced to you, because like you said, like the the nature of us is, in uh, the the child within us is to be playful, is to just have fun and be free and just be spontaneous and have unlimited imagination and possibility. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So any way that you could express yeah. that creativity, 
creatively, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I just totally do. embrace it, you know, especially, you know, the last, uh, you know, five years, totally embracing it because of what's going on all around us, the things that are out of our control, you know. So I embrace that, and, and <laughs> since I've done it really uh, righteously, do you know savvy people hate that, you know? They, they're they upset because they can't do it. They're upset because they have lost their, their childlike nature, you know? They don't have that anymore. And uh, again, I want to tell people, you guys go watch that movie, Never Ending Story. I know we've mentioned it before here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Oh, but, you know, these uh, some of these shows and some of these movies have little messages, and they go deep. They go um, esoteric on your behind. They go metaphysical on you. But you have to, you know, be willing to open, be open for it. You know, and it's not late. It's not too late for you all. If you feel like maybe you're just too, I don't know, you don't know how to be loose. You know, you don't know how to shake it off. And uh, we just want to tell you, you know what? It's okay to do that. It's okay to, you know, bust out in song. And it's okay to go to the beach and take off your shoes and just walk in the sand and just run and scream and, and just, you know, bring back that child in you. It, it's possible, you know, knowing that it's not dead because it's still a part of you. So from from mm-hmm. birth until we transition, that that childlike is always a part of us. And even they confirm that in the Christian faith <laughs> because you are constantly being called children of God. <laughs> so right, accepted, right? Yeah. Right. Like we're still we're still children because we're still growing, we're still maturing. Like just because you turn eighteen, just because you got a job, just because you married, just because whatever, don't mean you're done maturing. It doesn't mean you're done growing through life. You know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. mom tells me that all the time. You know, she's still growing and learning at her age. You know what I mean? And so it puts it in my head that I'm still gonna be growing and learning. Like it's a, it doesn't stop just because you're not behind a desk in a school somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You still life is still teaching us children are teaching us experiences are teaching us so you know it's important to um to realize that but we gonna uh we gonna come right back after this we're gonna close the show out y'all stay tuned here on savvy sessions where spirituality meets reality hey everybody this is liz aka lgg poet of my life and you're listening to hot words awesome
what she said. Take your time. Take your time. That's what we was talking about, pacing yourself. Yes, Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. I'm your host, Savvy Raw. I have Gigi, the storyteller here. We have been going in about the maternal world and material world. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening. All right. I want to give a shout out again to all the Tauruses of Taurus season, including your son, Gigi. Happy birthday to him as well. Oh, yeah. Anyone? Yeah. He turned 40. Can you believe that? <laughs> he turned 40. Um, all the Taurus. I love y'all. Man, thank you. We love y'all too. Come on, Pisces. Hey, hey <laughs> that's how we do it. <laughs> Be yeah, the best of friends. Y'all go ahead. Y'all follow. Y'all make sure y'all follow Hot Words, Hot Topics, okay, on Instagram. Okay, it's Hot Words with a Z, Words with a Z, Hot Words, Hot Topics. Y'all can follow me as well. She calls me savvy on Instagram. Follow Gigi, the storyteller. All right, y'all can check out my YouTube channel. Oh, the music just want to jump at it, but that's okay. Because we got like, we're streaming right now. The show is basically over, so we could just like the uncut version. <laughs> but G-H-E-E-G-H-E-E-G-G, that's me, the storyteller. And we love bringing these type of shows to everyday people. You know, so uh, tap back in Saturday. I'll be back with my very own show, Ovasi Views, and I'm going to be talking about unconditional love. I have some Gigi stories for you, and if you have tuned into my last few shows, you will see we're going to laugh and we may cry. And you know what? That's really good that we can do that and, and, and be transparent to do that. So, Savvy, any last words on our way out? Tis life, cries and laughter, and we just keep it pushing until our time has come. But we do our best while we're here. Again, thanks to all the listeners. Y'all be good. We out.